Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Carissa Wu on the show. She is a wedding photographer, and she also coaches wedding photographers on how to make money. Money. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> but today, we're not going to talk business. We're going to talk marriage, dating, relationships, the fun stuff. And Carissa, well, number one, welcome to the show. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. This is really exciting. Thank you. And look what you brought me. <laughs> Vietnamese iced coffee from Lee's. Oh, my God. Yes, and spring rolls. I'm about to be bouncing off walls. If I'm talking a lot this podcast over you, I'm sorry. No, this is this <laughs> one's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And the spring rolls, uh, goi gong, which is like one of my favorites oh, as well. Uh-huh. It's like you're speaking to my heart. Yay. <laughs> I, I mean, I ate it, so I just got it for you too. <laughs> so sweet. Very Asian of you. Yeah, totally. I'm very Asian. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> so you are married. Yes, I am. You are married. How long have you been married for? Um, I've been married for about seven years, 2015. <laughs> well, we could, we did talk about this a little bit before because P and I have been together almost seven years. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that there's something true to be said about the seven-year itch? We were just talking about that last week. Me and my hubby were very opposite. So in that aspect, like we have a lot of friction. Um, we're going to talk about masculine, masculine, feminine energy today. But, yeah, we did get in a fight last week, and he did mention the seven-year itch. Oh, yeah. This is – I mean, you have to talk about it. I don't – I hate the whole thing of avoiding things, you know? Like, yeah. just kind of say the truth. That actually it does set you free, and having those conversations is how you navigate a healthy relationship. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so do you mind sharing a little bit about that conversation that you had with him? And what – like, was it like a recurring because I feel like with the fights, oh, usually yeah, it's the yeah. little things that stack up. Yeah, totally. Then, oh, my God. You're such boom. a good interviewer already. Um, I like how you just dive deep into what I say. But pretty much, I just got back from a conference last night at 1 in the morning. It was for, like, speaker training to be, like, a certified elite speaker. I was going to Florida, and it's very unlike me to, like, go to conferences or travel. And, yeah, he got really mad about it. He was just totally trying to put me down about it. Like, why don't you do virtual? Why don't you do Zoom? What is this? Kind of like that. Is it a scam type of thing? You know, are you making money from it? It, Yeah, it just goes back to our personalities and many fights before. Like, I'm a go-getter. I like to take opportunities. I try new things. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. He's he's a cop. He's very my therapist always says it's very black and white. I'm very whimsical. She's always like a cop car is black and white. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's no gray area. Like yeah. you don't try new things. You don't you don't like seek out new things. Um, you don't talk to new people. So yeah, that was a fight, and I pretty much said like I'm going, and that's it. And then yeah, we really went at it. I mean, it's interesting when you marry your opposite because mm-hmm. there's parts of it that are very compatible because mm. you think about if you're with someone who's like exactly like you like that doesn't work either mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. there's pluses and minuses to both I guess but I think Pete and I have a similar dynamic where he's more of a linear thinker mm. um, he does finance stuff so it's like he's the spreadsheet guy and mm-hmm. I'm the dreamer right mm-hmm. and he doesn't mm-hmm. always understand my thought process and sometimes when he says things, it feels like I call him. Like, I'm like, you're like a dream killer, kind of. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I want like, to con- go here. Like. <laughs> you don't understand me. Totally. I want to go to this conference. And it's, sometimes it feels like 
uh, not supported or yeah. right and it's that balance of like you want to be true to you mm-hmm. but also you are in relation with someone else mm-hmm. and finding that middle ground mm-hmm. you still went on the conference to the conference obviously mm-hmm. when you guys got together were you already traveling for work and kind of doing your own thing that's a good question I did have my wedding photography company it was pretty set it was I think like later nowadays it's so saturated but I think at that time it kind of wasn't like if you just went for it you're probably just gonna do well yeah like if it was like your passion and you did everything these days I don't know (laughs) it's a lot more yeah yeah yeah. that's why you gotta hire me I'm just kidding (laughs) um but I think I was pretty ambitious and that's what like attracted him to me but then a lot of things that he loved about me in the beginning like maybe he hated about hated about me later that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's uh-huh. always, there's the flip side of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same with him. Like, I think he's very, like, shy and, like, he's just, like, this rock. Like, if he goes to a barbecue, like, he doesn't move. Plants himself in one place. And I'm kind of, like, going around here and there and jumping around this way, this place and this place. And I like that about him. But then now, okay, I want to go to, like, summer concerts and Hollywood Bowl. But then he wants to be at home all the time and just you know, cook and watch Netflix. And it was just like, whoa, everything I loved about you in the beginning, now I'm like wanting you to be something else. Always like this friction, but then we are very attracted to each other. It's like I told him like every time we get in a fight, I'm like, you're a great person. You're hardworking. Your friends love you. You know, you're you're humble, blah, blah, blah. But we are just so different. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. And that's okay to acknowledge that you're different as well. But I think it's a good heads up to know that the thing that you choose and love about someone, if you're thinking long term, you have to think what that comes with Mm. as well. Because it isn't fair. Like, I need you to be patient when I need you to be patient. But then I also want you to have fire when I need you to have fire. It just, it doesn't exist. It's different people, right? Mm -hmm. So, choosing the things that are most important to you and being realistic about it and what that comes with. And I think when you're in it, uh-huh. it's different because from the outside, it be like, that's not a big deal. But I'm like, do you know what it's like being with someone for 7, 10, 20 years? And those little things stack up and you get really <laughs> triggered and really annoyed by them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I had this podcast, because I listen to you all the time, I would have been more self-aware of things. I didn't have any understanding of what the future would be like, or I don't didn't think that far ahead. If I think you're hot type of thing, like, I'll just go for it. So I, I was not self-aware in the whole, like, relationship thing. I did not have your book. I didn't know anything. It was just kind of, like, timing. I want to get married. We're cute together. Like, let's do it. <laughs> then things obviously like unravel and you're just like oh my god holy shit (laughs) yeah but I I will say though even with self-awareness and even with reading the books and stuff like you might have a little more clarity but you really don't know until you get in it yeah which is what I'm learning Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. being married because I have never been in a relationship for this long Mm -hmm. before and I'm learning so much about myself and you know you think you know everything and Mm -hmm. You absolutely don't. And so I'm so excited to talk to you because specifically we want to talk about the masculine feminine and how you learning to embrace your feminine has saved your marriage. And I am I want to hear this because you can help me. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I tend to be in my masculine uh-huh, at the uh-huh. core. That is who I am. And there's aspects I love about it. Uh-huh. But I, I would like to be more balanced and to give space for my husband, Pete, to be in his masculine. I need to learn to chill the fuck out and like be in my feminine more. So p- can you please share? Okay, so I'm not a master like feminine, uh, ma- I mean, feminine, masculine energy at all. But it's just something I've been learning about recently. So if I have the wrong lingo, like, you know why. But just to kind of tell you how I am is I literally booked the wedding venue before he proposed. <laughs> we're, this is go-getters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to marry you, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he never gave me a ring. He never proposed, and of course, yeah, go getters. Mm-hmm. I booked the damn venue. Yeah. <laughs> That's what like my friends are like, kind of worried. Okay, and whoa, well, you're crazy. But I wanted to see my grandma to see us get married, and she ended up passing like three months later. So I was right. <laughs> but we did get married. I'm very ma- masculine in the sense where I want to provide for my family. You know, I had the house. I bought the house. I had the career. I had it all going for me because I showed up every day for the past 14 years since like when I was in my early 20s. I had this all. So in this marriage, it's just like I'm very aggressive about what I want. And when it doesn't come to me and he gives me this resistance, and that's probably why I fell for him because he's resisting everything, not giving everything to me easy, then I don't know how to act. I grew up with a dad that kind of maybe gave me everything. It was like, they never said no to me. Oh, you're right. What do you want to eat type of thing? So when guys like in past relationships, when they told me no, or they told me I was wrong, then I just, I didn't know how to handle it. And so then, yeah, it caused a lot of fighting and conflict. And then I had to learn how to kind of be a little bit more softer and have these hard conversations. And also, just be more like fluid. Yeah. Not give it to me like this second. Let's make it happen like yesterday, you know, like I want a new sofa today, you know. It was funny. So I went down this like feminine, masculine energy little journey and I was telling my friend at a wedding, hey, I want to be, be more feminine. She's very feminine. All the guys she's with, like they take care of her. And we were at a wedding and you know those big centerpieces that are like whatever, 20 pounds with yeah. like flowers. <laughs> I was moving them because I want to take the photo, have my two cameras on me, hip by hip, taking the ca- um, this big pillar of flowers off. She's like, Carissa, you just told me you want to be more feminine. Let someone else, let a guy do it for you. Yes, and they love <laughs> helping you. They love helping you. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Like, I'm like, open my own doors. I pay for the, the shots with friends. I got you. Oh, let me let me get you around. My brother-in-law was literally trying to buy me a drink. And I was like, no, like, I got it. He's like, just let me buy you a freaking drink. Yes, let people love you. I know. <laughs> like, letting them help you mm-hmm. is letting them love you. That's something I had to learn as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Because people feel like they can't help you. Like, they can't love you, right? Oh like, God. you're too independent. Totally. Right? And I used to take a lot of pride in being independent. I mean, I still do. But it's balance, right? It's you also have to, well, you want to give, you want to treat your friends, but you also need to learn to receive. Totally. And I think, or culturally too, I think 
that kind of adds to it. Because I was raised in a way where my mom's like, don't inconvenience other people. Mm, don't mm-hmm. owe anyone anything. Mm. She's really uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I, there is a cultural aspect mm. to that, being Chinese. We're both Chinese. Mm-hmm. Did your parents ever instill any of that in you? I know. When you said that, I was trying to think. Um, honestly, I don't know. Okay. I know the. I was thinking of our me and Sue's last fight, but he was telling me, hey, like, you don't have to buy all the toilet paper or whatever, like, just give me a list and I'll, I go to Costco every week. You don't have to buy everything. I just do it because I'm just, like, the man, you know? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so since you've been married, <laughs> well, since you've been married, so what, what has shifted? Like, what, what things have and habits have changed since you've been together? Now, do you allow him to go to Costco and get the things? Well, that was just a recent conversation, so I, I do have a tendency, like, I need it, you know, like I have to get it. I'm like, I can't go without diapers for like an hour. Like what if I had no diapers? I would have to use like toilet paper. That'd be horrible. But um, I guess one of the things was I have to be vulnerable. It was very hard for me to be vulnerable with him for some weird reason. I think it showed signs of weakness. And then because I'm not vulnerable, then he can't help me or he can't like empathize with me. So... I think it was like his birthday and I, we were actually doing well. And I asked my therapist, like, what can I do to make this lunch like good? Because we actually don't spend that much time just alone. And then she was like, you have to be vulnerable. And I'm like, I got to be vulnerable. Like I literally was going to like have a panic attack. And then so during lunch, I just kind of shared something on my mind that was vulnerable. Like a friend didn't invite me to something. I was kind of hurt and he was just you know, kind of a listener and just, you know, telling him like your day didn't go that well or maybe this coaching thing is not very easy, you know, just I don't have it all together and just being able to be open. I think that helps our relationship because he's willing to help more because it's like, how can he help if he doesn't know? Yeah, well, that that's a thing too, right? I had to learn that is to ask for what I need, and also be specific about mm, it. Because I assumed, mm. I'm like, you should just know, mm-hmm. which is such an asshole thing to do because not everyone knows the way you know. Mm-hmm. Like, why would they? Maybe it's like, I assume that because some of my girlfriends think similar to me. So I'm like, they get it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why don't you get it, you know? Totally. And it, it's so unfair. And the patience. Oh, my mm. God. I think patience and to be less rigid, mm. right, <laughs> for our for our types. And, yeah. Um, would you say that your husband's patient? Let's see. It's hard to answer those questions because it's like so situational. But I think he is, he's like a, his energy is like this, like super level. Yeah, yeah. And I'm he's very, I'm kind of like, yeah, you're, I, I could be like kind of crazy. Like I could clean the house like really fast and then not moving for like Netflix for five hours. So well, that's, yeah. But that's being in your feminine though, right? Like feminine is more like chaotic. Because Pete's very um, even keel as well. He's very mm. grounded, mm-hmm. which I like. It's like a rock. That's the dynamic I wanted because there's parts of me that are masculine. But I, I'm like, I want to be the crazy one. I don't want the guy to be the crazy one and I have to reel him in mm. and be his rock because that's the more masculine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So I like that dynamic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But then there's the other side of it too when they're like too even keel and you're like, 
Can you have some sense of urgency and yeah, 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 you know, yeah. some passion and care about this one? Yeah, that's funny you said that because I like to be the crazy one too because he's like, can you not be like the center of the dance floor? Can you just like chill out? You're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's get in there. But yeah. Yeah, so I think I am attracted to these guys that are just, I'm trying to be funny and like make him laugh and yeah. he's just very like... Like I was like, hey, that was that was funny. I said a joke, you yes. know. But then guys that were so like into me, or um, even this one guy I dated, he he said like he I didn't have to work anymore, and I didn't even have to do dishes. How did you feel when he said that? I was like, I'm I'm cool. Like I feel like I'm the chaser almost. I like to chase because you're ambitious. Well, no, like mm-hmm. chase men that like are maybe don't give me. Oh that, was, oh, that was your pattern. Yeah. You your no, it, he is that. <laughs> that he chases you. No, I chased him. You chased him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I chase him more than he chases me. Got it. Okay, yeah. so you're going more towards him and he's yeah. the one that... Because okay. I had a guy like similar time as him and then first date, like he was so nice. He like got me like a camera and like... You know, like some like Polaroid. He bought you a camera? Not like an expensive one, but like the paper ones. But it's like, you know, a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. And then he took me to this makeout spot in Long Beach. But he didn't want to make out, but it was very like romantic, you know. He was trying to show me like, chivalry and he just seemed very like like a romantic. But then I I was kind of turned off by it and like a little bored. Yeah. I, I hear that a lot is women will say like, He's nice and, you know, really grounded and reliable, but it's boring. Yeah, like I felt like he would give me anything. He was so into me and I don't know. I just feel like I'm with these guys that I'm the one trying to like crack jokes, all like entertaining and I don't know. It was just my pattern. So it was just, I kind of realized that later in the game. (laughs) Okay. But, But there's something, would you say that that's a bad thing though? It caused a lot of problems, I think. I always take the not easy route type of person. Okay. Like I make my life harder than it has to be. <laughs> we love to do that, don't we? <laughs> so it's just interesting. Like we had so many issues in a relationship, but then we could always come back to each other. And I'm like, even if we didn't work out, for instance, and we got a divorce, I would just hit him up and be like, hey, let's go to the bar. Like as a homie, we're very like chemistry chemically attracted to each other I walk behind him he's six foot one and he has a really great stature and I walk behind him because I like to feel small and I just like look at him like across the room I'm like you're so cute but then we like fight like freaking crazy yeah but that's reality (laughs) though I love this conversation we're having because I had like my expectations of a healthy like quote-unquote good marriage was it used to be like not fighting because I would be so uncomfortable when mm. I would see some of my married friends like the way they would fight and stuff. But that was my own discomfort mm. with conflict and my own expectations that I thought like if you guys were really good together, that wouldn't happen. And that's not mm. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not true because every couple – that's one of the best pieces of advice I ever got from a happily married person was mm. uh, she told me when I was single, she was like – Things aren't going to be good all the time, mm. and that's okay. Because mm-hmm. I would freak out when things were not good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, like, is there something wrong with me? Is this not right? Mm-hmm. And, and in mm-hmm. some cases, maybe it's not, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But I automatically went there. Mm. Like, we're not good together. Well, we're fine. I, I know. Right? I think I go to that, like, dark place. Yeah, same. Well, because it's also, for me personally, it's like a 
fear of like failure. Like mm. I'm not doing this right. Or like running when yeah. something's wrong because, oh, I don't need you. Yeah. I have my shit together. I, I could walk with the kids. Like I could get my own place or whatever. Like I make my own money, yada, yada. And it's almost coming from this sense of you don't want to be hurt. Yeah. And so you just kind of flee. And I mean, I see that in all like the rom-coms. But one thing I wanted to mention was one thing I learned is that I have to teach him how to love me. So I had to teach him. I don't know where this stems from or like when it happened like a couple months ago. But I told him like, hey, like when you leave, give me a kiss on the forehead yeah. or we're going to go on a Hawaii trip. And I was thinking of our last Hawaii trip with my family. And I just didn't feel like love from him because he's not PDA. We're with family. And I'm like, I almost think of him as like a cousin. But I want to be at least like a hand like on it, like my back, kind of look look after me or like get my luggage. And then um, yesterday I was at the airport like, stuck for three hours. And so I was going through TikTok and this girl talks about celebrities. And then she was talking about Rachel or I'm blanking because I'm so tired. Oh, no, that's okay. um, who's the princess? Princess Diaries? Or, uh, Meghan Markle, sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, <right>. okay. <laughs> Meghan Markle, um, their relationship, they're hand in hand. Mm-hmm. He's looking at her. He like walks her to the door, like opens up her door. And then Kate, they're just like separated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, I want someone to be on my team looking after after me. She's my girl. Like I, I need to help her out. And I want him and I want to do the same for him. So that's what I kind of wanted to say today. Like tell them how to love you. Absolutely. So, okay, so what else have you, like, how did you say that to him? Hey, when we're out, can you? Yeah, so I told him, like, if I hear him leaving for work, I'm like, hey, can you give me a kiss? Or when we had our second daughter, I was pretty high off the epidural, so I was on one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I told him, I said, hey, babe, if we are not a team, we are not going to work. The first kid was so horrible. Like, I had crazy postpartum depression. We were like drinking like crazy. It was crazy year. And it's the second one. I'm like, okay, we have experience. You need to tell me, you need to give me compliments all the time. And we need to be in this together. And then that was definitely like a shift. So, you know, I've been up all night with the kid, you know, trying to breastfeed. And then so crazy in the morning. And then he was just like, babe, I love you. Like, you're beautiful. And I just like a big weight off my shoulders just and I could breathe. And I think my um, love language is words of affirmation. It's also like quality time, but you know, I need to hear like, you're doing great, you're awesome. And that's how I thrive as a high performing woman. I could do the hard things, I could show up, I could implement things, I could create a team, whatever, like, just tell me I'm awesome, and I will thrive. I could be generous, I could give you what you want. But I need to hear that. Is something I need. And is he naturally a words person? Um, it's weird. Like, I don't know if he's naturally anything. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that because mm-hmm. if it's the even keel type of guy. Yeah. Have you done the, like, the human design? Have you heard of that? Oh, no, the, I haven't. Uh-huh. So there's different types types of human design. It's kind of the, the ones that they categorize personalities and types of people. Uh-huh. And so I, I believe I'm a generator. There's one called like a projector. And then there's a rare one called a reflector. Okay. I, I don't know. Your husband might be a reflector. Uh-huh. So 
my husband hasn't done the test, but I'm pretty sure he's a reflector because I read <laughs> the descriptions of each. Uh-huh. So they said with the reflector, are you into like chakras or anything like that? I like, kind of know about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So usually people have a dominant, like certain chakras are more open and certain ones are closed. Like for um, entrepreneurs, I think a lot of ours, like our third eye is very clear. So we make decisions really fast. Mm, right? It's dominant mm-hmm. here. So with someone who's a reflector, it's all white. It's all mm, even. Mm-hmm. And so it's like this slate. And sometimes when I talk to my husband, it seems like blank. Like what, like what is it? Yeah. It's just like it's blank. And I'm like, oh, okay, I think he's a reflector. So that it sounds oh, like yeah. your husband might be might be similar. Yeah, it takes him a while to like make decisions. And I'm just kind of like, come on, yes. come on, come on. That, that's know? one of the traits is especially big decisions. It said they can take like about a year. Interesting. And yeah. so I had to learn that because – being a chop chop yeah, person, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it it can be like infuriating. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. His big two things about me that he hates is, or he really his ask are, please, like when we fight, like don't just throw out divorce right away. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is probably he wants me to stay home more. And the third thing is probably being able to be like a part of the conversations, like this decision making. But it's very hard for me because I need it to be done now. And that's why I don't have a partnership with anyone. Like I don't for like work because it has never worked out in the past because I have to be the one making the decisions. Control. Yeah. uh And it's not because I don't think my decision is better than his or my opinion. It's more of a time thing. I feel like if this opportunity, if you think about it too much – it's gone. It's okay. It's like I'm very about timing. Yes. Yeah. You value time. Are, yeah. You're, on, you're probably on time all the time. I'm always on time. Yeah. I'm even when I had kids, I was like, dude, why am I on time and you're not? Like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Even at weddings, I'm there 30 minutes early, just on Instagram. But at least I'm there, like, because I don't want to be late. Because if you show up to a wedding late, everything's wrong. Like, oh, then yeah. Then they like think you're like bad, you know? It's Well, it's horrible because it's someone's special day too, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. you know, and I would be the same. And, and you're just like rushing. Yeah. Totally. I hate rushing. Yeah. Like going to the airport. When people go to the airport, if I'm traveling with someone, they're like, it's fine. I'm like, do not make me run through the airport or have stress that we're going to miss this flight. Yeah, it's a worse feeling. I'm like, it's not necessary, number one. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, I'm like, we can go separate, but I want to take, I'd rather get there early and read a book and, like, totally, totally, you know? yeah. And I, I do think, because I, I value time as well. It's a balance, though, because I think I've learned to, sometimes you do miss out on the opportunities. It's like chop, chop, right? And you know, you need to grab it or else someone else will. Mm. And I think it makes us excel in other areas in our life mm-hmm. really well. It, it comes from, ang- like, it's anxious mm. and it's also, it's kind of like lack. Like, if I don't get it, I'm not going to mm. get it, right? So mm-hmm. it is about that sometimes I'm like, and Pete has shown me, I don't need to be so high strung all the time mm. about things. Like, mm-hmm. chill the fuck out. Like, does this does this actually matter that it's right now or mm. can I learn to relax Interesting. a little bit? I think that's why, like, I started drinking a lot, like, after the first kid. And I was, like, always, like, that girl that had the truly in her purse. or And because it just, once I start drinking, it's just I forget everything and I don't have to think. And then... Me and Stu, like, we finally stopped drinking, and now at least I could be clear-minded. Yes. It's like that's where a lot of our fights came from because in the morning it's like, 
okay, we don't feel that good. So he's a little grumpy and then like he feels like I'm attacking him. And then so I'm like, okay, now at least we have that clarity and we could, you know, have this inner happiness without the alcohol type of thing. Absolutely. That's really important. That's, mm-hmm. that's great that you're aware of that. And yeah. You're both able to, to do it. Yeah, because thinking. we got together like as party friends. High school, same Asian group, went our separate ra- ways, never had a conversation with him. He's so shy. He blossomed. We would hang out at Hermosa all the time, party together. Like, oh my God, he's so cute. And then um, we got together, and then our whole first year relationship was just partying. It was before everyone got married, so we were actually one of the first. And then everyone kind of like, you know, domino effect. And then we were just like, party, 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 party. We're like, let's go to bar, like, have fun, this and this and that. And then after, like, with the kids, and it's like, okay, let's, let's drink at home. And then we feel like, oh, we like, don't know really who we are like as a couple besides the partying so it's like now we don't have it so it's like okay let's see who we are as a couple like we go to Fosa one a lot we go to the park um, once a week with the kids it's hard because he works a lot like on the weekends and I work a lot on the weekends so we have Monday Tuesday and Wednesday to spend together so at least we do one family thing a week we'll go Dave and Buster's or like bowling spend that time together at this point in our marriage, I feel like I know he doesn't want a divorce and he does love me. And I feel like he looks at me now more like, I love this girl. And it's because I had to become more feminine. Yeah, you're giving it some space. Yeah, like, I want to be loved. This is how to love me. You know, I love him. And then in exchange, like, okay. We both have a fighting chance of staying together. <laughs> yeah. So what are some other specific examples of how, you, how you've learned to like receive and let him do things? Yeah, so I think I do appreciate the small things because he does cook and he is home all the time. So I can't be like, you know, my husband's always at the club or he's always meeting new people. It's not like that. Like he's always at home. And he cooks for me about twice a week, but it's very lavish meals. It could be any ethnicity, like Japanese, American, pasta, Italian. It's always, the presentation is very nice. And he spends at least like four or five hours doing wow. it because he enjoys it. He would do it for himself. But that's his way of showing me love. And it's kind of like I can't tell my friends, oh, he didn't do anything for me. He didn't do anything. At least he's there and he wants quality time with me. So I just have to be grateful for who he is because he ain't changing. Yeah, people, yeah. They, they don't change unless they want to. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's you, basically, you get who's in front of you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then him, he has to appreciate me. Like, I'm a go-getter. You know, now I'm trying to do virtual events and, like, the coaching thing. And it, it was hard because I was doing two things at once. I was doing wedding photography and trying to do my coaching career I don't know. It was just that 2021 was a really tough year and we got through it. You know, we got through COVID and now I'm at this different point in my life where I'm trying so hard to make my life virtual. I don't want to be gone on all the weekends. I'm a different person. Yeah. I'm a really different person. Like, of course, I turn it on when I get there and I'm just like, ah, smiley, smiley, smiley. But like before that, it's just I'm very stressed. 
trying to get the kids out of the house and all the stuff. I don't want to live that life anymore. I want the more nine to four type of life where everything's on Zoom、mm-hmm. and I'm scaling my business.、Mm-hmm. And that took a lot of education. It took a lot of coaching that I had to hire. It took a lot of investment、mm-hmm. and doing it all while I was doing the wedding photography thing. So it's like at this point in my life, I really know what I want. Like I want to spend time with the kids and I don't want to miss all these moments. I don't want to be, I'm here for the party for an hour, but my auntie's going to like take over. You know, it's just. It was like that for a couple of years now, and I like I don't want that life anymore. Yeah, it's interesting when things start to shift and change,、mm-hmm. right? The dynamics, like you said, you guys met, and it, it, you guys were the partiers, and all your friends are drinking. And I've seen it with my friend groups as well. Like the drinking and partying used to be the glue that kind of held、mm. our group together,、mm-hmm, right?、Mm-hmm. And then when that kind of stopped, and people started having families, and your priorities、mm, kind of shift.、Mm-hmm. Like who are you now?、Mm. What is this new dynamic、mm-hmm. that we're gonna be? So、totally. you hear about throughout like a marriage, you you know, there's like a death of certain dynamics, and you're reborn again. So you're basically discovering the person over again and、yeah. rediscovering yourself, and that can be really difficult to navigate. Whenever there's any sort、yeah. of change like that, yeah. For me, like I get like depressed. I'm like, who the what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, like, who am I? I don't feel like myself. And accepting this new way of being.、Mm, it's interesting you say that because when I got with him, he wasn't a cop. Okay, so、yeah. he was, you know, kind of events manager, and he had like a really chill job. He like went on the golf course all, all day, and then he became a cop and. You know, in Englewood, and it's very like dangerous. He's seen the scum of the earth like all day, and he's changing. And then there's so much tension between like cops in 2021,、yeah. and there was a lot of like tough conversations and like the political views of Democrats, Republicans, all these views of everything. And like cops have very like, strong points of views, and I'm not a political person. Like I said, I'm very gray area. Like, oh, cool. Like that's what you think. I felt like there was a lot of stress on the marriage that year, but I didn't really understand it till looking back. I got with him because we're so different. I'm Christian, like he is super not Christian. Oh, and interesting. And that was like I knew that going in. He told me he would not accept Jesus Christ today, tomorrow, or on death, his deathbed. He、okay. told me that. So he was very clear about that. But he did have a lot of values. Okay. About like family, and that's what I like. So I had to go in this, maybe trying to change him. Hey, come to church, whatever. I totally had to let that go.、Yeah. And the views, like some of our conversations, would leave me crying. And then now I just really accept his beliefs, and vice versa. He's totally okay with me taking the kids to church. I go alone. I'm totally fine with it. And it's like we totally accepted each other. I mean that's the key is acceptance. Yeah. When you don't accept things, you're gonna suffer. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It's like just it is what it is. What are some of his love languages? He does like quality time. So I feel like we lost that a lot after the kids. We used to go hiking. I don't know. We used to do like all this cute stuff together, and we looked at photos for our ten year anniversary or our five year anniversary, five six year anniversary. <laughs> Post for Instagram, and we're going through our photos, and we're like, "Oh my god, we totally forgot like our, all these trips that we taken." We we would call ourselves avid hikers.、Um, we used to try new restaurants. We did all this like fun, cool like dating stuff, and we just blocked that out of our memory. 
because of all like the bad stuff that had happened and having kids and we totally lost ourselves. And it was just kind of a, I was telling you like, oh, this is a great moment. Like we actually made it to this point. I love looking back on, and yeah, you, you forget certain things like, oh, forget almost like parts of yourself. Yeah. But then it's, it's funny because you also, when you're becoming into new versions of yourself, it's like, what parts of those do you want to, can you incorporate in still, mm. but also accept that things are just different now, especially with kids. I love that you're talking about your kids because we, we don't have kids yet. I don't know if we're ever going to. Yeah, yeah. But I always, like when I just watch like people with kids, it's, it just seems like a lot. Yeah, I was, everyone always says, oh, no one's ever ready. I was ready. I was a hundred thousand percent ready, but then once the baby came out, I was like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> I was like, "What do I, I drink in my hand? Like baby in this hand, trying to take photos? Like this is not working." People would say, "Oh, having a kid is game changer," and I'm like, "Not for me. They're just gonna go on my life. I'll take them to the brewery, whatever." No, I had the very difficult baby, the first one, and everything changed. I had to do what she wanted. Yeah. That's what <laughs> Second I, one was fine. Like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would imagine. Because that's what my mom said to me. She's just like, you know, when you have a kid, your life is not about you anymore for those first 10 years or whatever of uh-huh, that kid's uh-huh. life. And I think uh, both P and I are still, kind of, we're in like selfish mode, you know? Like we like traveling together and going to restaurants. And right now I don't have a desire for that. Yeah. I'm sure like if, if we did eventually, I'm sure we would embrace it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Really, I think I would be obsessed with my yeah. kid. But for now, I'm like, I'm That is so powerful. Kid. It's almost like that feeling of you are enough. Yeah, it's, yeah, like I don't, yeah, it, it feels nice. Yeah. It feels pretty calm. It feels peaceful. You have love for yourself. You have love for the relationship and your life is amazing. Me and my sister were talking about like, that is the best feeling ever. It is. It's always my goal to, you know, all of our goals, like just be at peace. Uh-huh. It's always so simple too. If you break it down and you strip all those things away and mm-hmm. you're like really present, it is really peaceful, but I find it really hard. Lately, especially, coming out of the pandemic, man, has, like, taken a toll, I feel like, How on so? all the people. Oh, just I, everything? Yeah. yeah. Well, for you guys, did you have any big life transitions during the pandemic, or did you both continue doing oh, the work you? Oh, you such do? good questions. Um, I had, like, a falling out with my best friend during COVID. That was a big deal. That's tough. It was hard because I had been the heart of that friend group for, like forever so it breaks up everything yeah so I made everything weird and then so because of it it made me kind of like insecure so then I was kind of like trying to make new friends and blah 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 now for some reason I don't know why like I did I was on a search for like finding good friends and I actually found them that's great yeah and I I, it was not very many it's not like this big old girl group whatever um but I feel like content in that it's great to talk about because friendship falling outs or breakups, they're really painful. I don't mm-hmm. think people talk about it enough. Yeah, it was very painful. And I I was this little vulnerable, little like you could even hear my voice talking to my therapist. Like, therapist just like, yeah, I'm okay. Shaking, you know, like this, this happened and blah, 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 blah. Thinking back and I'm like, oh my God, thank God I got out of that situation and on the other side but yes yeah it's tough yeah again it's the acceptance part I had kind of something similar happened where I 
I just felt that it was time to, to move on. Like we're just growing in different directions, which is okay. Cause you, you grow sometimes with people grow apart from other people, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, like it's pretty normal to have boyfriends come and go, but friendships, there's this expectation. Someone's like, you're supposed to be friends forever. Oh my God. And with today's society, that's just not really how it is. You know, if you really value growth and it's not just one thing's one person's better than another, whatever. It's just like we're into different things uh-huh, and, or uh-huh. our values have changed. Yeah. I see a lot in the Facebook groups that I'm part of. Like a lot of people are looking for friends uh-huh, as uh-huh. adults. Like, uh-huh. you know, they're in their like 30s, 40s. Uh-huh. It sometimes is harder when you get older because people uh-huh. do have other priorities, their yeah. work. But you could connect with someone like in 30 minutes than yeah. someone that's going to drag you down for whatever time. Oh, totally. And that's I think that's a sign when something is not for you anymore is if it just feels draining and you're trying. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that was my thing with my friendships where it wasn't a, it wasn't a complete falling out. It was just like they were no longer my main friend circle mm-hmm. because I wanted to head in this one direction and the values were just different. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't even have the conversation with them like I, I'm like this isn't a conversation this is like you know you want me to think the way that you want to think mm-hmm. and I don't you know like I'm not maybe I'm more logical mm-hmm. but I am okay with disagreeing mm-hmm. but I'm not okay like pushing your beliefs onto another person mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair mm-hmm. you know you figure out what works for you and they figure out what works for them yeah now one thing I wanted to mention was well on that topic I'm a diff- I have different views on friendship now. I feel like friends could come and go. I was so just like, oh, we have to be this group and I have to give everyone dinner and plan everyone's birthday, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm the heart of the group. Like, everyone's depending on me. And now it's kind of like, hey, if I vibe with you and we have a great time we have- and then we don't talk for three months, that's awesome. And then when I feel like calling them or vice versa, it's just like fun. Yeah. It's not like draining, yes. not like texting all the time. Yeah. And then I think it all relates to this conversation because what Stu wants from me is to be home. It's okay if I go out with my friends once in a while, but not like all the time. So I have to put him first. I, if people want to go to my night, I have to very be very choosy of like when and I can't do it in like you know, two per per week or whatever. We don't have to be like hand in hand watching a movie, but he wants me to be present mm-hmm. there, like with the kids. He said the best feel when we were talking about divorce and then we didn't. He's like, we can't give this up. The best feeling in the world is him cooking, the kids playing, hearing their cute voices, me upstairs working or doing whatever I'm doing. He's like, that is the best feeling and we can't break that up. Oh, He's like, imagine divorce. Piper is going to be hysterically crying. We're going to like do like the pass off. It's going to be horrible. So yeah, he like kind of painted that picture. And I was like, that was beautiful because I was upstairs on my computer hearing the kids play him cooking. And I was like, this is such a good feeling. I always think like if I'm on my deathbed, what am I going to be thinking about? It would be stuff like that. Yeah. It's the most simple mm quote unquote boring mm-hmm, moments. Mm-hmm. It's that. It's never like, oh thank God I flew out there and uh-huh. like did this work thing. Yeah. None of that. Yeah. You know, although that does fuel us uh-huh, a lot. Uh-huh. It's exciting. In the end, um, and that's something my husband P has taught 
me so much. Like, what's actually important here? Mm. The relationships. Like, all his friends, they all live near each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> they bike to each other's houses. They see each other twice a week for soccer. It's so cute. And uh, I see how fulfilled he is Aww. doing that, uh-huh. right? Life is all about, like, your relationships. Yeah. And, and it's so nice. So I've learned to just kind of slow down and, you know, I have more clarity with that. He always brings me back when I get too caught caught up with my with my dreams, which I do want to keep. Yeah, you know, for myself. but he's successful too. He is. He works. He has good work ethic. That was really important yeah, yeah, to yeah. me. Uh-huh. That was really important to me. But again, there's the other side of that because sometimes like he's always working and sometimes I'm like, hey, can we spend more time? Mm. But then I realized that that's what I wanted with mm. someone who's hardworking and because my dad was too you just mm-hmm. feel familiar too you know like oh interesting uh-huh. someone a man who finds purpose in his work I talked to him earlier this year like when we first got together I was like I'm fine if you can't always travel with mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. I just need the freedom like as long as you're okay with me going yeah yeah then I'm okay with it and he's always given me that freedom he's so secure in that way uh-huh, uh-huh. but recently you know because things just changed here I realized I'm like you know what I would love if you came sometimes I know right it just feels good it would be nice uh-huh. to, and so he he also wants to come too so with work stuff he's trying to figure out his work schedule so we could do that more uh-huh. so that's something that has changed recently with us and that's like an ask of you it is an ask yeah so he knows what's important to me he's getting more clear on what's important uh-huh. to him sometimes it doesn't seem like it when you're in it but then when I like zoom out mm-hmm. you know we've been together almost seven years but we've really influenced each other in positive ways Aww. and sometimes it doesn't seem like especially for me because I'm like it seems so slow like when are things gonna change uh-huh, uh-huh. but he's pretty he's different from when we first met oh and me and me as well he's more open right he's more open uh-huh. and he sees more because he's always been like a nine-to-fiver uh-huh. you know and he was raised like pretty conservative like this is what you do you get a stable job uh-huh and all my friends are more, they're not W2, oh, wait, is it W2? Yeah. Yeah, the people, you know. Just like how I yeah. forgot Megan Marco's name. <laughs> like, we're all entrepreneurs. And, and he had so many questions about, like, your friends are coaches. How do they actually, like, make money mm-hmm. doing it? He was so curious about it. And because he's been around it more, you know, he's, you know, the wheels are turning in his head that, like, you know, maybe I want to do this on my own. And, you know, maybe I can consult on my own. And, uh-huh. Oh. Um, and that's so a huge step. Yeah. yeah, that is a huge step for, you know, he's turning 48 this year. Uh-huh. We've been doing something one way. Mm, and like, totally. It, it doesn't happen overnight. Like, oh, yeah, let me just <laughs> quit my day job and go do that. They don't think like that. They don't think uh-uh. like that. And they used to drive me nuts because I'm the one. I jump in the deep end of the pool, right? Yeah. Like, just do it. And he's... He, he dips in. Totally. Like the toe in. Yeah. <laughs> and at first I was I wanted to shake it. Totally. But then I realized everyone's on their own timing and also not everyone thinks the way you do. Yeah. I, and that's why we're with them, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So it's oh, been such that. a great journey. Although like, of course, when you're in it, sometimes frustrating at times. No, or, I mean, I love UMP together. Well, thanks. You're yeah, so you guys are so cute. And I feel like in a lot of ways, like, you guys are opposite. Oh, completely. And that's it. But I like that. No, but he loves you for you, you know? Yeah. Like, everything you do, like, your ambition, your book, your podcast, like, you going to different conventions, traveling, like, he loves that about you. And you're lucky to find someone like that because it's very rare. Like, it was, and it was a big accomplishment for me to set my foot down and be like, I'm going to Florida. Yeah. And I think it set our relationship off to a different 
layer, I was not being upfront what what it really was. I was like, it's a conference, speaking, vague. And then it just seems kind of shady, like because I'm so vague, because oh. I don't want to like trigger him or whatever, um, say too much. And then, so then later when I'm like fighting, and I, that's why I probably like to fight because I get to be vulnerable mm. when I fight. So then I am fighting and I truly tell him what it is. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, now I get it. Oh. That seems so cool. And he's like, just tell me. And then I have to say like, well, when I tell you, then like you say it's a scam and blah, blah, blah. So we're just kind of understanding each other. And then by me going, like I hope it sets our marriage off of more communication. If I want to go to something else, if I'm trying something new, like, and he even told me last night when I got home, like at one in the morning, he's like, oh, I want to hear about it tomorrow. Can oh. you tell me about it? So I was like, of course. Learning clear healthy communication is gold yeah. in, in marriage and relationships, right? And it's nice. Like, he's genuinely interested and he wants to know. Yeah. That, like, that is what you want in a partner. And, yeah. Right? And just finding the balance, too. Like you said, things have changed. You guys have kids now. And it's it's not like before when you could just, like, leave on a drop of time, like, without considering something. Yeah, now yeah. it's like, what's this new rhythm that we're going to have and and it's forever right like things are changing forever yeah. so to learn to be in that space I know it's so interesting to that. talk about it because it's almost like this conversation like encompasses our 10-year relationship yeah because it's like obviously you can't you know see everything when it's going on but mm. seeing in hindsight 2020 I've always wanted to say that but but you're <laughs> <laughs> like it's not 2020 but you do see like little pieces of things that like connected things and I, I'm just grateful that you know me and him worked out and I know that he's in it for the long haul I think that's probably very sexy to me oh for sure yeah. I mean that's something to look for too if you're looking to create a long-term relationship it sounds very logical I'm like duh but you choose someone who wants the <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, uh -huh. right. No, yeah. I've never heard anyone say like, "I want someone unstable." Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. might subconsciously choose it sometimes, but I know I've never heard anyone say like, "No, I want, but, I want instability." Yeah, but people are you know like me like, "Peace out, I'm done" type of thing. Yeah, like we tried whatever, yeah. and I've heard it from friends, parents, or how they talk about their parents. They call each other's bluff, mm -hmm. and so and some of them say that they wish they stay together. And some of them, you know, find better. It's a gamble. Did you listen to Esther Perel ever, the therapist? I hear about her through you. She's uh. amazing. She was saying that um, now marriages, it's like, I think 60% end in divorce. Mm -hmm. And second marriages, it's even higher, like 75% Oh, really? Oh, I, I always think the second one got it right or whatever. Yeah, no, she said the th third marriage is usually when it is much lower oh, uh -huh. because... By the time it's the third marriage, the person has realized that it's them. Like, it's not just because you switch the partner, everything's going to be, like, different. Like, you need to learn to do change oh, certain things funny. to be in relation. That is funny. <laughs> so I think a lot of times we, yeah, we forget about that. And we're so quick to be like, no, or, like, blame. Like, you, no, this is just not it, right? Totally. Efficient. But, yeah, I've had to learn so much patience throughout this process. But it's it's... It's different from anything I've ever known, which yeah. is interesting. Like, do you feel that way about your marriage too? You mean like as far as like any relationship be, being you've been in, in? In relation, yeah. 
I was a serial monogamous for my whole life, but it was always like that two year, three year, two year, three year type of thing. And you're just like, it's not working or whatever. And then, you know, now with kids, it would be really rough to get a divorce. A lot of people do it. And I've seen it at weddings. Like they do like dance it together with like the step parents. I'm like, holy crap, you guys are awesome. Yes. Like, and then sometimes I see them like scowling on each other. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, We've seen all the dynamics. Yeah, you, you feel it. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, yeah, to be in a relationship for like nine, ten years. And this is cool that we could see the evolution of us. And, yeah. you know, we both are changing but could accept each other for who we are. Absolutely. Yeah. Because even if I say, oh, you don't know me, but it's like they know you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So one last question. Okay. For all those independent, driven, ambitious women out there, from your experience and everything you've learned, what is one piece of advice you would give to them for those who are looking to create a relationship? Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. I haven't thought of this. So... (laughs) I know people always, um, when I ask them questions, they're like, oh, Chris, I, I should have given guy. you a heads up on this because, yeah, it's, I mean, you could give a few nuggets, but what are some things that maybe they should keep in mind or look for? I think you need to find a guy or vice versa that is very, like, kind. See, no, that is such an underrated quality. I know. Kindness. I know. And just kindness to you. And, you know, like Oprah always says, like, people will show you who they are and just believe them yeah. from the beginning. Yes. Don't try to change anyone. I think women tend to want to do that. Like, yeah. I can do, no, you. they show you who they are. That's what you're going to get. Yeah. And you just want to like go through life with someone that's kind. Absolutely. I think you that's one of the top things to look for. Yeah. yeah. And someone that meshes well with your life already. Yes. <laughs> Especially as high performers. I think we're very intentional about how we curate our lives so so yeah it's it's something to consider of how you want that to look like your day-to-day yeah but it was so nice to just have a conversation about it yeah thank you for coming on it's like girlfriend talk I love it it feels weird because it's like I get lost in the conversation but it's all these tvs in front of me <laughs> there's a lot and of like, setup like, we turn this around. Right? <laughs> um, so if people would like to see more of your work or reach out to where's the best place you could do that um, you can find me on Instagram, Carissa Wu, and I'm very active on social media. And if you do have, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of wedding photographers still in your following because that's how I know you, then reach out to me. If you're struggling, I could help you. And I'm going to throw a master class and maybe we could collab on it or something, but I've been learning this whole like virtual events type of thing. Oh yeah, yeah I would love to collaborate on it. All right, for those who don't know, I was in the wedding industry for 15 years. Yeah. And it's it's so fun. And I love teaching the business side because I feel like a lot of artists or photographers who are artists, you know, there's the business component that maybe they're too artistic. So, you know, yeah, I, I yeah. love teaching it. I know we're wrapping it up, but I've heard great things from my friends that take in your workshops and your style shoots. And I've followed you since I started 13, 14 years ago. You know, I've always read your blogs and you're very vulnerable even before people got vulnerable. You know, my sister was a blogger when it was that time too. So you're putting things out there that weren't being said. And I've always admired like everything you posted, even on your Facebook, it was just like, oh, she said that? 
It's always easier typing it out for me. This is yeah. this is the next step is being in front of the camera. Because being a photographer, yeah. you're like in behind, right? It's I could kind of. But like, you're a dancer, and I'm a dancer, so yes. we kind of we're okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's always growth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you always inspired me, and yeah, this is cool that we had this conversation. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed the show, please give it five stars and write a review. It helps my rankings, and I really, really appreciate it. And if you're interested in my book to read or gift to a friend, it's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women, and it's available on Amazon. Have a great day.